0: Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sex and Other Human Activities with Sarah Benincasa and Marcus Parks. I am Sarah Benincasa. That is Marcus Parks. Hello. Hello, and uh, this is this is coming out uh, on a, a special a special week in which uh, I guess in which February 2012 turns into March 2012.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Very exciting. Uh, it's a leap year, so that's fun. Some man posted on, on Facebook that he wants me to be his leap year girlfriend. I'm not sure what that means.
1: Uh, I think that means that you're only allowed to have sex and date on February 29th. And uh, then and then it never happened.
0: Yeah, no, that's... Okay. <laughs> can we do... Is that a thing we can do? Like, can we do fucked up shit on February 29th and, uh, and just... It doesn't matter?
1: I think, well, I mean, I think we can start that. Yeah. How's about that. Yeah, let's start that. Like, February 29th is the day when you can do absolutely anything you want with absolutely no consequences whatsoever.
0: Wow. I should have saved up some shit I've done this year and just, and last year, and just done it on February 29th.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. sweet. That might have helped you out a little bit, but, but you didn't do
0: anything that bad this year this year or last year Eh, you know i mean i didn't kill anybody but you know i made some questionable moral decisions that that you know i'm not psyched about but we live and we learn and we move on and we improve our behavior and that's a good thing um uh by the way our sponsor is sexcusemoi.com. so go to sexcusemoi, check it out uh enter the code sarah s-a-r-a at uh, at checkout for 20% off your order. Get into it. Have a good time. Marcus is at twitter.com slash Marcus Parks. I'm at twitter.com slash Sarah J. and Casa. Hello, everybody. We record generally live from the Creek in the Cave in beautiful Long Island City, uh, 1093 Jackson Avenue. But now, and that's creeklic.com, but now we are, uh, Marcus is there, um, and I I am in Asheville, North Carolina, and we are recording this episode via Skype. Hey, I love
1: living in the future.
0: Ah, the future is so fun. I love tweeting from the plane. That's really fun. <laughs> that is a good time but guys if you want to come and hang out in person we've been getting a really great response from fans of the show so um, by the time you're listening to this I think we'll be up to uh, the next event will be Saturday March 3rd at 4pm and that is in Bookhampton it's at Bookhampton which is in East Hampton New York so if you're fancy and live out in the Hamptons or you're just on Long Island and want to come over that'll be rad and then on uh, Thursday March 8th I know this is a little bit ahead of time at 7pm I will be doing a reading at the Barnes & Noble at the River Oaks Mall in Houston, Texas. Friday, March 9th, I have a panel at South by Southwest called Political Humor 2.0. Internets are leaking. And afterwards, I will be signing at around, I think, like 3.30 p.m. um, in the, the bookshop, which is in some conference ballroom or some shit. I'll be signing. And, uh, yeah. You know, and then there's more dates coming up. But I just wanted to let you guys know about it. It's so gratifying to get to meet listeners in person, and um, it's super cool. That's That's been increasingly who's been coming out to these events, so it's been pretty rad.
1: Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much. And my book is called Agora Fabulous Dispatches from My Bedroom. Please buy it. It'll make me happy inside my loins. It'll make me happy, too. Hooray! Oh, goodness. Well, um, I think this will be coming out before the my my episode of what the fuck comes out, but I do need to talk about it a little bit in advance. All right. Let's do it. I'm I'm worried about it. Really? Why why would you be worried? Because um I am like worried that I was too and we're talking about um the podcast What the Fuck with Mark Marion, which is a very popular Probably the most popular comedy podcast, I would I would guess, overall. Yep. Um, and it is required listening for comedy nerds, such as our friends. And I think that's it. I think it's the fact that, you know, a lot of strangers listen to this. Not a lot of people we know necessarily listen to sex and other human activities. Right. Actually. They might pop in once in a while, but they know us, so they're like, you yeah, know, whatever, I can just ask you. But <laughs> a, a lot of people we know... In fact, I would say the vast majority of the comedy comedians and com- comedy nerds we know um, listen to Mark Barron's podcast. And so I, but I, I went on and I wasn't funny. It got like deep, you know, he gets inside your head and, and walks around for a while. And so it went into some deep stuff, as some parts were funny, but mostly it went into some deep stuff. We talked about our families and I talked about butt sex and, you know, obviously mentioned the show. And, um, and I don't know. I'm worried that I'll come off sounding like some weird Marin fangirl, or I'll come off sounding like um, like some kind of dilettante or asshole, or I don't know. I don't know. Something happened in that weird garage shack that he had. <laughs> Some kind of transference of of, of energy occurred, um, and I don't even know. I'm convinced that he's kind of magical and perhaps slightly like a wizard, which is what I told him afterwards.
1: <laughs> well, he kind of looks like a wizard.
0: He has wizard-like qualities. Yeah, um, he has certain sorcerer-esque attributes, and so I'm I'm a bit. Nervous about it. I mean, I haven't told him that I'm nervous about it because I don't want to be weird. And, you know, he had me over and and was nice enough to have me on his show and stuff. So I don't want to be fucking weirdo and be like, Maren, I'm nervous about your podcast. Soothe my soul. I mean, he's busy and he's got enough stuff going on and, you know, he's neurotic enough on his own. He invites neurotics into his home. But I am a little nervous about it, Marcus. I'm a little nervous.
1: Oh, I don't think you should be nervous at all. People are going to love you. I mean, the people that listen to What the Fuck are the same people that listen to us. Because we get tons of we get tons of uh, reader mail all the time when people say like Yeah, my favorite podcasts are uh, What the Fuck and you guys." And I think the I think the uh, the overlap of uh, the people who listen. I think. Uh, Nah, you'll be fine and plus all those uh people in the comedy community and all the comedy nerds and all them, fuck 'em. Who gives a shit?
0: That's a really good point. <laughs> like who
1: gives a fuck what these other people think? You don't do this for them. You don't do this for uh, you know, whatever asshole open micer decides to have a fucking opinion. Uh That's- I mean, we you, you do this stuff, or we do this stuff for the listeners, for the fans, for the people who come out to your book signing, the people who uh, write us emails. That's who we do it for. I couldn't give a shit about the rest of those assholes.
0: <sighs> well, that soothes my soul. Thank you for saying that. It is very exciting. I, I feel like I sat down on Johnny Carson's couch, if Johnny Carson's couch was covered in cat hair. <laughs> <laughs> Maren's couch was not covered in cat hair. I don't want to spread that lie. But, um, yeah, it was very, it was very interesting. It was, um, it was, it was different being, instead of being in the driver's seat as the host, being the guest, and I tried to flip it a few times, like, I tried to flip the script a few times, because I started to be like, whoa, I'm getting into some deep shit about my family and stuff Mm -hmm. and i think that when you listen to it it probably doesn't come off nearly as deep as i'm saying it does which is to me it felt different because we're used to being in charge but it would be weird right if you were just if you weren't the one in charge and somebody else got to ask you all these personal questions
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it'd be very weird
0: it's odd it's a peculiar thing
1: yeah i've never been in the uh on the other side before as far as like getting interviewed or anything like that yeah i've always been on this side of the mic
0: One day you will be, um, because we'll be going on a famous world tour together. Of course. And, like yeah I mean it, it is a wacky little feeling, but it was cool, and I talked about you a tiny bit.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: mentioned the show and everything, so hopefully we'll we'll welcome some new listeners as a result of that. Well, we've just I know we've just got a few minutes left, so let's get into some listener mail.
1: All right, here we go. this one uh what shall we call this young lady? Let's call her um Tammy. All right, Tammy, this is from Tammy. She says, you know, after the uh, obligatory, you guys are awesome.
0: Duh, we are.
1: (laughs) Good point, Tammy. Uh, She says that she has a question concerning her relationship with a longtime friend.
0: Okay.
1: My friend, henceforth known as Eve, and I have been friends since we were six years old. We managed to stay friends through high school and college. It's almost an 18-year-old friendship. When Eve was 16, she fell in love with a close friend of the family who was eight years older than herself. They kept their relationship quiet, and when she turned 19, they married and moved to another province. By the way, she's Canadian.
0: Oh, weird.
1: Yeah, we will not get into her... christian decision of no sex before marriage and one of the reasons she was rushing the wedding i digress i of course had concerns with my friend marrying so young and then moving away from her family and friends i voiced them but what else was i supposed to do i supported her decisions we stayed in touch and i visited her up until a year or more ago two and a half years ago she self-diagnosed herself with fibromyalgia
0: fibromyalgia
1: fibromyalgia it's like sort of
0: chronic pain thing in your joints.
1: Ah, and found a doctor that would support her ideas. She's gone through a battery of blood tests, MRIs, CT scans because on top of fibro, she thinks she has bursitis, restless leg syndrome, irritable bowel syndrome, and other things that I don't recall. At one point, her doctor suggested that they discuss the possibility that she may be depressed. She wouldn't hear any of it. Depression runs in her family. Both her father and cousin have been on or are on medication as their illnesses. I tried to be supported, and I tried to even, to be the friend, even with the distance she could talk to so she knew she had a sympathetic ear. One year ago, she quit her job due to her chronic pain and now she stays in the house while her husband goes to work. Throughout all the complaints of pain and outbursts that the doctor dare call her depressed, I built a wall. I separated my love for her and my heart and stored it into a little box that I open sometimes and weep. Weep that someone so full of love and life is only interested in her pain, cleaning her house, or her cats. She stopped painting and she stopped learning things that enriched her life and made her happy. I don't know what to do. My boyfriend suggested I let her figure out that she is pushing people away and to stop talking to her. I think she hates that my heart breaks after I get off the phone with her, and she has to watch me be sad and hateful, two things I rarely am. My mother suggested I just listen because she needs a friend, but every time I listen, I hate her a little bit more, and I feel like an awful, horrid person. I'm not the only person who has stopped trying to get in touch with her. I'm at a loss for what to do. I'm so happy, and my life is going in the right direction. I just feel helpless. Maybe I'm just looking for an outside source to justify me being a horrible friend and holding Eve at arm's length. I really don't know what I'm looking for. I love you both. Thank you for reading.
0: I, would, uh, I think that this friendship has become toxic. I think that this is a friend who is has not gotten the help that she needs. And if, if you really deeply care about her, it may be worth it to just tell her exactly what you think. Maybe write her a letter. And um, and release the friendship and just know that she probably won't want to be your friend anymore. Because you're making a lot of judgments here about her life and who she is and all this stuff. And some of it's going to be correct, but you're probably wrong about some of it, you know. And so um, you could, A, choose to be honest with her about your feelings and open a dialogue and see if she engages, but, w- but be sure that she probably won't and that you'll lose the friendship. Or B, just um, back away from the friendship and just send cards on Christmas. I mean... You know, it, it's, you're driving yourself nuts by worrying about her, probably more than she worries about anything other than herself. So, you know, she doesn't need another person worrying about her. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would say those are your choices.
1: Uh, one thing, uh, I mean, I don't know if if she has you know, the funds for this or anything like that but what do you think about her possibly going and visiting this friend like doing an actual face to face visit rather than just sending a letter or just writing uh, an email or something like that or just a phone call like what if she was able to go and actually look this girl face to face and look her in the eye and let her know how much pain she's, she's causing her uh, and maybe mend some of the things that have been broken in the past with this relationship what do you think about that
0: a good and uniquely mature solution. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a I think that's a great idea if she feels like making the effort to go out there right. and and actually see her and if she feels like it's important enough for her to do that. But if the relationship is not sufficiently important for that, then I wouldn't worry about it. Then I would just, you know, you know kind of step away from it. But obviously she is worried about it. So, um, yeah, you might consider um, going out there and actually try and talk to her. I think that's a very nice, mature idea that Mr. Marcus Parks just came up with.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, well she's known that well it sounds like she's known this girl since she was six and i know i've had i know i've had uh friendships like that that i let fall apart and uh that i totally cut off from uh and i regret it now like i re- i wish that i wouldn't have people that i knew since i was like three uh that i totally cut off from for this exact this exact not exact, but almost exact, like because of like drug problems and things like that that I just couldn 't handle and couldn't help them with, so I just cut it off completely and i 've like since got back in touch with those people uh, somewhat, but it 's just not the same, and I wish that I would have uh, at the very least just sat her down and uh, and said something you know and had some sort of uh, conversation with her instead of just cutting her off uh, completely, and who knows maybe just sitting her down maybe going. To- and, you know, staying with her might not have, it might not have solved anything. It might have just, the path might, have, she might have just gone right down that same path. But uh, I still wonder what would have happened if I would have done that. So I kind of, I kind of regret that. So maybe if she, if she has the, uh, the time and the funds of, you know, the time and the funds, I think, cause I think she has a desire. She's known this girl most of her life. She obviously loves her and cares for her very much. Uh, if she has the time and the funds then yeah. It's worth a shot.
0: Well, there you have it. Mr. Marcus Parks bringing in a compassionate, empathetic, and smart point of view as per usual. And yeah, I, I think that is a great option. So now you've got three options. And then there's option four, which is just to go on as you've been and feel miserable about it and waste your time and energy, like telling people about how you're worried about this friend. Um, so you've got four options. There you go. Well, we need to go. I'm sorry this episode is, is so short, um, I have an interview with some gays. (laughs)
1: We all know how punctual the gays are.
0: The gays love a punctual. And... (laughs) I'm going to lay in bed, I'm going to do that interview, then I'm going to go back to sleep, and I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to go somewhere where there is vegetarian food, and I'm going to eat that vegetarian food, because I have given up, oh, and and it will be breadless, because I have given up bread and, you know, cake and pasta and cookies for Lent, because I love Jesus Christ so much. And... It's hard when you're traveling, but it's not that hard normally. You can just have a big bowl of vegetables, such as a salad or perhaps some soup, and you or, like, eat a goddamn steak. It's fine. Just don't have bread.
1: That's all you get. You just can't have bread? I'm very confused about the whole Lent thing.
0: Oh, no, this is just... Uh, for Lent, you're supposed to give something up so you can experience what a little bit of what Christ experienced on the cross.
1: Oh, like when people give
0: up soda. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much the same thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay, yeah, nails through your hands and uh, no Diet Coke. Absolutely the same thing. It's
0: pretty much the same thing. So I've given up um, bread and its family members, pasta, cakes, cookies, uh, crackers... If in a desperate situation, I will make an exception for a tortilla chip or a cracker, but that's only in an extreme situation like last night at 3 a.m. when I was at a bar with my friend and needed to eat something. Um, But that's, you know, that's emergency stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, you're no longer worried about going to hell, so I think you can... You know, you you can handle emergencies.
0: Yeah, this is just for me to, like, rapidly lose weight and see what happens. (laughs) Apparently, people find that they enjoy it and that they start to feel more energetic and, like... They just, it starts to change the way that they move. So if, if somebody has insight into this breadless experience, um, you know, hit, hit us up, sarah at sarahbenincasa.com. Have a fabulous day, everybody, or night, or afternoon, or whatever. We love you very much.
1: Goodbye. Oh, and uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, sarah at sarahjbenincasa and at Marcus Parks. Truth. Goodbye.